You are on Line of Sight, a War Machine and Hordes podcast for new and experienced players, sponsored by Broken Egg Games. Welcome to episode number 10 of Line of Sight. My name is Chandler, here yet again, and of course I'm here with Jaden. How's it going? It's pretty good. I've been sitting here for an hour. Pretty good. Yeah, this has been a fun one to kick off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've also got Brett. He came, he came back from the dead. Um, his house is not underwater. It's true. So that's good. Um, How's it going? Yeah, so the... the... The Asgard tournament this month is uh, going to be interesting. Um, only amphibious models. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's probably too soon. To but edit, I to, I, to not <laughs> edit. I don't know. <laughs> I do want to, like, I'm running the next tournament in, uh, or I'm, I'm running the next invitational qualifier in uh, at Asgard. And I'm like, all right, I think bringing people down there is a good idea to get them back on their feet. <laughs> and Maybe. nobody should get drowned. In October. Oh yeah, that should be fine. Yep. <laughs> Good lord. All right. Yeah. So here we are. We've hit the double digits. Yeah. 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 Technically, it's the eleventh if you count our stupid admin episode. So, you know, I'll just bring down the excitement right there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, people either don't count that one or mine. So, you know, whatever. It's literally a waste of time from a backlog perspective. So don't go listen to it. It's literally just nonsense. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this has been, like I said, a, this has been a super fun one to kick off. It's just been about an hour and 20 minutes of technical and child difficulties. Um, but now, hopefully, with luck, you will be able to hear me after the first three minutes. Yeah. We spent a good solid 30 minutes Googling what was wrong with Chandler's microphone. Yes. And I think we fixed it. And the problem is a combination of Windows 10 and Skype being retarded. Um... <laughs> we're sure that the listeners want to hear Chandler? Somebody does. Somebody somewhere. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've gotten enough complaints about it at this point. That... <laughs> yeah, maybe I should take that all as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't thought about it that way. Anyway, yeah, so last week we talked about um, all the models that went through CID, and of course this week we're going to be going on to stuff about Team Forces. As far as news, um, there's nothing that we won't kind of be talking about in the main there's not really any new, like, news. I guess the only thing you could consider news that isn't, like, in the CAD is uh, Italian Charter uh, got posted. The Insider for that got posted. That's, of course, the Pirates theme. Um, has some neat benefits in there. Um, um, it sure hmm. isn't Irregulars. It sure is not Irregulars, no. <laughs> I actually had an interesting discussion where we were trying to decide whether or not you just take a bunch of Pirates in Irregulars or do you use Italian? Because... <laughs> You kind of end up with a couple more. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of funny because it, it, it's interesting. It's kind of like, do I want uh, ambush on press gangers? Is cool. It's a very cool ability. Um, but then, like flank on warjacks, maybe. <laughs> uh, so hard we'll to say. But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we'll get around to that those, that whole thing. For those of you that aren't like 100% up to date on what the what we're talking about here, the Italian Charter gives. Uh, press ganger unit ambush. This is the pirate theme force, and then the irregulars merc theme force is the one that gives Jack's flank. Actually, put all those in the show notes. Yeah. We'll do that later. And yeah. Okay. So we'll yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about because I have I had a, a comment about irregulars I thought was interesting that we'll bring up later. So. Um. Yeah. Um, they added Ashland to the CID. They added Ashland oh, to the CID. True. That's very exciting. And they, they actually took half of my advice instead of getting a crucible crucible guard solo that gives her like six defensive rolls. They just gave her heightened reflexes. <laughs> this is perfect. Um, is, no, no, not perfect. We're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, Field marshal critical shred. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did think that was an interesting. We're wandering all around topics here, but um, I did think that was an interesting comment I saw on the CID thread where they were like, "Let's make her more like of a critical effects." character because that's like what she's really good for is really really good for is critical attacks yeah and and it used to be i mean back back in the day i was running like uh uh you know like during my my one merc list i made because i liked ashland so much um where i had like gun mages with the uh the um 
with a marshaled like mule and things like that. It's super fun. Super fun. So yeah, the fir- first first uh, war machine list I ever built was Ashlyn Forge Guard Mule Gun Mages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the Forge Guard. Them crit smites. Wow. You guys are like way more interesting than me. Mine was just terminus with like fifty mechanothralls. I can appreciate that. One of my very early lists was Sturgis Two with as many mechanothralls as you could cram into his theme list. Fun fact: it, it was close to a hundred. Yeah, it was like ninety ninety five. It, it was 96? something like that. Yeah, and I was just like, I need this list. I'm never gonna get it, but I need it. Anyway, so of course today we're gonna be talking about the themes that are currently in the CID um, and kind of what's going on with those. Uh, but first, because we're talking about themes, we wanted to talk about our rule of the week. This was Brett's idea, right? I'm very thematic. <laughs> True. Uh, we want to talk about theme forces and specialists. This is actually a really interesting one. A lot of people don't uh, know how it works super well. Um, this is specifically if you were using ADR or if you're using the specialists rule, which nobody ever does. But um, yeah. But if you are, if you are, of course, using the active duty roster in like a masters event, um, you get 40 points vanguard specialists, and uh, those interact in a lot of really weird ways with theme forces. But I'll let Brett talk about it a little bit. So let's talk about, so basically there's a lot of rules and a lot of words around what they're trying to do. And basically what, what the way to think about it is you build a legal 115 point list and then you choose a legal 75 points out of it. So um, specifically you have to um, trade out full cards. You can't min or max units, um, which, but you can trade out like UAs or excuse me, CAs or weapons or attachments or whatever. Um, and you have to like be able to afford like if you trade out um, all of your warjack points, you have to fill up your warjack points again. It has to always be a legal list. Um, the way that interacts with theme forces is that um, if you choose a benefit, you have to always be able to take advantage of that. For example, if you get a free solo, um, you can't just swap out that free solo for another free solo, um, and you also have to always make sure that you have enough stuff to qualify for that free solo no matter how you switch up your list theme forces are really janky with adr yeah yeah it's further complicated when they say in the in the vanguard rules because i was just looking at it that when a specialist model is substituted for a model with a discount in the main list you have to recalculate all the discounts and the total army value to ensure the list is legal um so like there's been a lot of confusion even at events at like mocks where like you just put another warjack in and then you have enough point like you side out a unit for a warjack and then you get another free solo slot so then we've been siding in solos and getting them for free and nobody's sure how this works well it didn't work last edition i don't know if that works this edition it was this is a different wording than was in the 2016 pdf so this is the way it's been that we've been playing it i don't know if this is correct i don't know if anybody knows if it's correct so. Our rule of the week is we don't have to know. <laughs> the, our rule um, of the week is check with your TO how they're handling theme force benefits and ADR because it will be different from location to location. A lot of them, if you're if you're running, yeah, right. If you're running the all jack lists, um, it's like you know, creators might typically heavy metal because nobody brings sword knights, um, things like that. Uh, these are pretty easy. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, you're mostly it's when you get to like Grimkin, and it's like I brought in a skin. When you have Grimkin, or yeah, or a lot of the unit ones, or especially ones where you get free points for like units and not jacks, and you want to switch between jacks and units because then it just gets really, really weird. Um, I'd heard a comment at one point where people were almost wondering if uh, Vanguard was meant as somewhat of a balancing factor to theme forces because it worked so poorly with it, <laughs> um, <laughs> which kind of made me laugh, but. Uh, uh, it, would, it would be cool if uh, non-theme forces just got like 20 points of specialists. That would yeah. be interesting. I that would be good. Yeah, I've heard that suggestion before. I think it would be cool. But yeah, uh, <laughs> good lord. So that's our rule of the week that we don't know how the hell it works. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're totally good at this game. Shut up. <laughs> Nailed it. So I guess what our rule of the week is, is if you're planning on taking a theme force with specialists, prepare to get screwed in the brain because it's just going to be a mess. Um, yep. it, it is Contact weird. Contact your TO ahead of time if you can and get that sorted out. Perfect. <laughs> there's There's our credibility. Um, they will hate you for it because it sucks. It's true. So, oh, it's really cool. 
Yeah. So let's good. move on to building the force. Let's build on to the thing we actually do know. Well, yeah, okay. let's yeah, let's move on to the thing well, we actually know. do know. I've been playing Circle, so I don't know how to build in team forces. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So so the main so the main benefit of theme forces from a game perspective is that they allow uh, they allow the designers to break it up into sub factions, which means they can print new interesting stuff without having to worry about tons of interactions and kind of limiting the pool of possibilities and the spider web of interactions. Um, from a player perspective, there's the very obvious benefit of the tacked on rules and the free solos, which are apparently going to be in every single theme force forever. Yep. Yep. It's kind of the, the baseline bonus is for every 20, 25, 30 points of some type of model, you get a free, you know, attachment solo, whatever. Um, it's pretty much been standard across every theme force. Yep. And Pagani confirmed it in one of the CID are uh, threads. Um, okay. So when evaluating theme forces, what you want to look for is, um, well, first off, take your standard list and see if they accidentally fall into a theme force. If it does, it's a good theme force. Start playing it. <laughs> and it Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, if it doesn't, um, then you look for, can I drop like, um, can I drop uh, models that don't fit the theme that aren't core to it? Um, the other way is to build from the ground up. So when you're doing this, um, you start thinking about what the theme force grants you. Um, uh, actually, Devourer's Host Tharn, Tharn, Male Tharn is a really good example. Um, not because it gives them corpses, but because it gives you just five or six more Tharn bodies, which actually puts that list over a critical mass where it starts to become relevant um, and hard to kill. Um, so looking for theme forces that um, put you over some kind of barrier or grant uh, some kind of army-wide buff, like um, the Rascals I'm playing right now takes huge advantage of the fact that um, the whole army gets two inches of deployment to play a very aggressive uh, um, scenario game. Um, then the other thing to look for is what free stuff you get and how difficult it is to get. Um, so Circle's a great example of how you have to work really, really hard in order to get solos that aren't that great. Whereas like Heavy Metal is <laughs> a great example of um, if you take good things, you get the solos you need to run them. Um, so you want to look for um, solos that make a huge impact, no matter their points cost, um, a huge impact on the game or how your list plays, or uh, solos that you want to take in every list. Because um, if you already want to take the solos and you get them for free, then that's that's a big, big benefit to theme forces. It's pretty common with unit attachments, especially like the big like five point ones that can often be pretty hard to swallow from a points perspective. I mean, like Idrian's, you know, going into new faithful masses, being able to get two free Idrian attachments is huge. <laughs> Because they are five points each. No, they are four. Are they five? <laughs> are they four? I don't know. Uh, Knight's Exemplar. That's a better example. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, that one is a five-point <laughs> attachment that you can get for free. Yeah, where you know, it's very... It's like I very often argue that she isn't worth five points, but she's definitely worth three. Um, yep. And one thing, to, one thing to avoid when building modern theme forces is uh, just taking the thing that costs the most points. Um, I find this a lot in Bump in the Night, uh, the Grimkin... Uh, theme force. Just because the Witchwood is costed at five points doesn't mean that it's always better than a Glimmerant for your list. It's true. So, yep. so think. Of, so don't just um, bl blindly take the most expensive stuff you can. Sometimes it's better to uh, um, take cheaper solos or cheaper uh, attachments if they allow you to do something interesting in the list. Well, and even if like you're gonna take a Glimmerant and a Witchwood, sometimes you need that one extra point to get to the next theme benefit bonus tier of mm. points and so it's better to play you know the slightly cheaper solo for free and then get another free solo on top of that i have that um, throw me off when i read other people's theme forces sometimes where you're like why didn't you take the more expensive solo for free and you realize it's because they had to take the more expensive one to get the free solos <laughs> yep. in the yep. first place um dark menagerie the other crimkin theme force is a great example of that too um where uh it's often better to take the less efficient um crabbits. so 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 you either get a three and a half point mo model or a three point model for your theme benefit it's sometimes mm -hmm. better to pay for the three and a half point model and take the three point model for free because you, they count towards more free stuff yep yeah it's yeah. pretty common in dark menagerie to get five free things so except yeah. for except for that short period of time where crabbits were 100 points if you took them for free 
they're, they're still 100 points away. Is it still doing that? Yeah. Um, my yeah, favorite part is when someone asks how many points they get for killing the one Krabbit. In a <laughs> it's like right. 100 zero. 100. <laughs> well, okay, so, so fun fact, but a single Krabbit is worth zero points, even if it's part of a paid-for pair. Um, same thing for things like Reptile Hounds and Razor Boars. Uh, you get zero points for the first one. So what I've been doing a lot is actually throwing, like, like I have them numbered one, two, three, four, five, six, etc. And I throw like two, four, and six at my opponent, and then keep the other three back because I get zero points for that. Wait, they remember which pair they started in? I think so. I didn't think so. Well, that's how they're listed in War Room. They're underneath, like they've got tabs yeah. under each other, like an attachment. Well, but, but if what? So if you only take one Kravit in Dark Menagerie, do they get a hundred points for killing it? No, they get. I don't think they get any. Like, <laughs> anyways, this is we've got a field. Um, these are things not covered by the rules explicitly. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think um, that's that's really most of what I want to say about theme force, but I do want to talk about when to not play a theme and what are some of the disadvantages. Um, do you guys have any thoughts on that to start with? Don't play themes if you're playing circle. <laughs> Protector, it actually has. I I don't play non-theme really anymore. Um, I I just think the themes are too beneficial. But we do have a really good example of a reason to not play theme, and it's Eye of Truth. (laughs) Um, If you you have a character that can have just a massive impact on how your entire list plays, Eye of Truth is a really good example of that. Um, Yeah, Loki is is another good one. Um, You may consider running out of theme. I honestly think if I see an out of theme list in Protector that's not running Eye of Truth, I think they really need to reconsider it. But he's a piece that is so impactful just by his nature that you could get away with it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's there's sometimes sometimes like casters or combos where it's like you can build the entire list around it and it's better than the free points. the example I'm thinking of whenever I say that is Kruger 2 and Loki. Um, yep. Loki <clears throat> Loki's interaction with Telekinesis is so insanely strong that it's better than the admittedly weak um, theme forces in Circle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just always hard because there, there are times where you, you start thinking about a synergy and you start thinking about what kind of output you could get out of it, and then you start wondering whether or not it's worth like a heavy and a half. You know, and right. sometimes it's just kind of like is this synergy better than just throwing an extra Reckoner at it, you know? And <laughs> sometimes uh, the answer is yes, but oftentimes it's no. And that's that's part of the trouble. That's part of the trick with themes and why they're so prevalent is it's just hard so, to beat that. One thing to keep very carefully in mind is that there's a lot of, like, tech solos, um, especially in War Machine, that are lost when you play only in theme. Uh, Kador is a, a great example of this. Um, they have lots and lots of magical weapons and lots and lots of um, removed from play and all kinds of cool solos and Pathfinder and all that, and none of that gets into their theme force. They're, they have no source of magical weapons in any of their current three theme forces. So, uh, you mean outside of Behemoth on a Forge Seer? Uh, Forge Seer? Yeah. I do mean outside of that. Okay. Because I want people to forget about that. <laughs> it's, it's not uh, going to happen. <laughs> but anyways, that... I think that's the the other valid reason to play outside of a theme is um, think about your pairing. Um, if your theme forces have a huge glaring hole in them, such as RFP, especially RFP, um, then you should probably play a list outside of theme or at least consider it. Because it, it doesn't matter how points efficient your reckoners are if they literally can't um, you know deal permanent damage to the opponent. Okay, so let's move on to uh, theme forces. So I've listed off the four that have been. Oh, there's five that have been revealed by uh, insiders, and then and then one or three that have, are in the current CID. So let's talk about the insider ones first. Um, all right, I listed secret masters first. Um, this is the circle theme force. Uh, it is the air quotes blackclad theme force. <laughs> it allowed, yep. So so the the awesome part about this theme force is that it is literally it literally has my name on it. Because <laughs> um, it has fulcrums and minions, and it makes your your warlocks more survivable, and it's everything I've ever wanted. Um, so you get free points for blackclads, which includes the battle engine, which is really cool. Um, blackclad warrior models, sadly not all blackclads, um, gain sack pawn minion warrior, and you can have um, a minion warrior unit and a minion solo. 
um, and your upkeep start out, which really only matters for Morvana 1. Um, maybe Chromac, actually. Oh, nope, Chromac's not in it. Chromac's um, not in it. So yeah, only I Black Cluster. I yeah. keep going like, man, Chromac would be so cool with Sackpon. I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. Um, so only Black Cloud Warlocks are allowed in it, which I think is a crime because Wormwood should get a special pass because he is the secret master of the secret masters who literally used a minion army as pawns in the in the last book of Mark II. <laughs> so, yep. He uh, anyway. he he got omitted on the fact that Cassius is a black clad, but Wormwood is not. <laughs> he is a tree. Not a black clad. <laughs> can can he be a black clad tree? Black clad tree. Just put a big uh, put a big black cloak on him and I mean like, enough black clads have probably been hanged on him that <laughs> he's probably <laughs> he's, he's a black clad by extreme proximity at this point. Black clad by osmosis. <laughs> yeah. Black clad by starting the black clad order. Yeah. You know how many exactly. of these I've eaten? <laughs> um I mean if a gallows grove can be a pirate. True. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So anyways, I think the Seam Force is good um, if you're playing the... Oh, it, first off, it's really good because it allows uh, World Weirds and Pure Bloods to be together for the first time in a Theme Force, uh, which is a big fucking deal. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's also really good if you're doing a Fulcrum gun line, like uh, my most recent Tanith list, although the lack of Sentry Stones is devastating. Um, yep. We should think... mention that uh, it was confirmed that Sentry Stones are not in Secret Masters. Whatever yeah. they could, get, along. they could, yes, but it's yeah that that it's gets that gets asked a lot and uh, and they they said no. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, that's more world weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and like, so my this is another one where my list just currently falls into it, and you get some awesome bonus, you get some nice bonuses. You get the sack pound for your caster. Um, you get like two free solos. Um, I think. I think it, I think it, it's playable, uh, which is more than can be said of most circle theme forces. It's true. Uh, Still makes me mad that like you have to pay points for black clads, which you don't usually want, except for the fulcrum anyway, to get free black clad solos, which you do want usually, but they're like cheap and you don't really get that much benefit out of having them, and it's just like eh. Yeah. So I built a version of this list where I'm like, okay, well I'll just get the last uh, 22 points you need get up to three solos by putting in all the solo black lads in addition to the battle engines and then i got up to 16 i didn't have any free stuff to take i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to take the you because they're trash um yeah well anyways uh before i start raging do you guys have anything else to say about this uh i don't think so a couple ideas for minion options shamblers are kind of the really obvious one just because the sack pawns mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, another one you guys have been talking about was, of course, Wrong Eye and Snapjaw. Uh, yep. You can have stuff sack pawn to Wrong Eye, and you can transfer it to Snapjaw. It's better for more specific attacks, but um, yeah, stuff like Shamblers, you can protect a whole army of and, druids if you want. Yeah, yeah. and Wrong Eye is uh, arm seventeen, which is a big deal for sack pawn. Yeah, and I, I like I like Wrong Eye with like you can play the Balder to furry heavy build with this sort of you don't get to play like Gedrix and Loki, but you can still take you know Warp Wolves and stuff. You shouldn't have been playing Gedrix, but Loki is a big loss. Yeah, Loki is a big loss. Um, or like for example, I I think this could be kind of cool with um, I'll flip Grails on a black lad. Never mind. Nope. Ignore me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Moving see, on. See, this is why I don't like this theme force. It's just because, like, <laughs> the ones that wanted the most are the ones that are not in it. Well, and... And this is circle all over again, right? It's like, we got these cool sub-themes, and they used it to screw us over. No. Okay, right. we're moving on. Winds of Winter. Uh, this is Speaking the Doom cool Reaver and one. I think it's really bad. Yeah. Oh, I agree, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that interesting. It's... I've talked to. Yeah, it, it's not... These are pieces that have a hard time getting across the table. <laughs> D- Doom Reavers, a lot of the thing was, you, know, you took them with Butcher 2, and you took 9 million of them with the old Theme Force. You just can't bring enough of them. Like, they never hit a critical mass point where they're actually, like, hard to deal with. Well, and... Way in this theme to give them Pathfinder. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and then and then it's just like, and then a bunch of Grey Lords. It's like, there's some good, some great Grey Lord stuff, but it's not enough. <laughs> and I, I love I love this. 
Starts game with upkeeps out on an army centered around <laughs> sacred warded models that cannot receive no. the upkeeps. If they were sacred warded, they'd be good. Sorry, yeah. spell warded. I'm used to protector where we actually have the good version of the rule. Um, <laughs> Sometimes have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, a unit, it, it, so I do, the apparition thing is cool. Um, you choose, was, you choose, I, I do wish it was just all of them gained apparition. Yeah. But you do you choose a unit to get apparition on a turn by turn basis, and that's fine. Um, and you get the free stuff with twenty points of Doom Reavers or Grey Lords, and then yeah, you start play with upkeeps. It's just not that interesting. It's it's not near, especially given how good Kator's other stuff is. Yeah. Um, they have two just absolutely baller theme forces, and and you're not you're not dropping for this. However, it is the coolest theme in Protector or in Kator because. That's, I like all the Orgoth, Doom Reaver, great, like, type oh, stuff. Oh, I thought that... you meant because it was literally cold. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been a dad long enough, clearly. <laughs> um, I mean, a few more storm, years. So he's, he's the dad, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> barely. Um, yeah, like, I, the Orgoth stuff is, like, my favorite Kator stuff, but this, this seems not. Not exciting, really. Um, right. Which is unfortunate. Speaking the of, next talk about an exciting theme, though. The Exalted. The Exalted. Well, we yeah. about this theme, but it is very good. Yep, I, yeah. I played against it, and even with a list full of sprays, it's like, uh, this is scary. They're remarkably tough against like most infantry clearing. They're just like just high enough armor that yep. pain in the butt to get yeah. there. Uh, they don't yeah. like crevasse, though. That's true. Um, the Exalted is, uh, of course, the new Scorn one that's based around all the Construct Immortal stuff. Um, for every 10 points of exalted models, you get a free solo or command attachment. Um, it gives death rage to your beasts, which any build I've seen of this that I liked had like three lights, like literally was just <laughs> yeah, not, it, not it's even like shaman reader Kriya. Yeah. Just, just legitimately not even using like this benefit on any level. Cause it's not that great. Now I, I will say having played Resnick two into freaking Jaga Jaga, who has field marshal death rage. It randomly does screw with some things. When your beasts RFP themselves when they die, uh, it actually makes some things really hard to function around. That said, that's really niche. Um, yeah. And then models with soul take or start a soul. We'll start with a soul, which is great. That's wonderful yeah. for that force. Uh, that's that's how they get Pathfinder. That's how they survive mm, before. You get a ton of utility out of it with the command attachments. Um, Hakar is just a monster. Uh, yeah, this is... If I was going to build a Scorn list, which I, I have not typically liked Scorn, but I, it is very likely I will end up with a full army of this theme force at some point. Cause yeah. It's just it's the coolest, though. it's the coolest part of Scorn to me. The theme seems great. I love Zal too, you know, um, so I like this yeah. one. I like this. The, the two, the, this one and the minions theme force for Scorn actually kind of have me want to pick some of them up eventually. Um, which is not something I would have been saying not that long ago, so. It's true. <laughs> I want, I want to get to this well list, played. and then I want to make my uh, my dreamer titan army, <laughs> and and just have those two. <laughs> uh, so this one not only showed up in the insider, but it was actually at lock and load as well. Uh, Doug Hamilton was there swinging it around, um, and basically his version of the list is exactly the one I want to build. It just has like the the couple of cyclops and yep a whole bunch of immortals. Because yeah, problem is that yep. unit's expensive. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one's Irregulars, which has caused much uh, discussion. Well, so I just want to say that this is, if this was in Legion, I would have been foaming at the mouth, already sold my models, never talked about this game again. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. This is a really good theme for us. <laughs> I, I think it's actually okay in, in Mercenaries, though. Okay, so yeah. so the benef- so first off, it is unrestricted, <laughs> essentially. God, are there any restrictions? Uh, character Warjacks aren't in it. I think there's nothing else. Yeah, I think that might be it. Which is definitely the widest open theme force of all time. Um, in addition, in order to get free solos, you have to get take either jacks or units. Yep. Which is, which is the most basically as long as you don't as long as you aren't paying for solos or paying for battle engines, you can get free seven six or seven point solos. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other benefits are um, marshaled warjacks gain flank friendly faction warrior, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Because the uh, the Jack Marshals in Mercenaries are not good enough to get around the fact that they don't have a focus allocation mechanic. Um, mm-hmm. And Flank really, really, really makes up for that. 
Um, so I think that's actually really perfect. And it give, each unit you take can advance, uh, give one Warjack advance move, which is, again, just perfect because the Warjacks are a little slow, especially if they're melee, especially if they're um, marshaled. So I think those were really well thought out. Um, I think as long as the, you know, like 25 free points you get uh, for not being restricted at all. Um, <laughs> Brett's not salty about this at all, guys. I'm not, because I'm going to buy it. Um, yeah, the, so, this one has this one has a lot of things that are kind of scary initially, like when you think about the Marshall Jacks getting flanked, but like they their Marshall Jacks are not that great. Like, no. They they have no empower in the faction. They have no like ways to get focus around to just random models uh, or to random jacks. Um, so it's it's very difficult to like do a whole ton with this. Uh, but the flank does mean they're actually very strong. If you just kind of almost think of them as like solos with the Jack Marshall benefits. Um, and then the advanced move, yeah, obviously they they can move up really really good. This Mer- mercenaries is a place where the seam force can exist, and it's not like blah. So I think as a Jack Marshall theme, I think it's really awesome, really interesting, and it makes it work. Uh, as a strictly superior theme to everything else they can play, um, I'm a little worried. Yeah, so that was the comment I said I was going to make about it. The yeah. thing about Irregulars is by making a completely unrestricted uh, theme force like this, um, every other theme force they come out with is going to be competing with this in some way. Because... Yeah, because it's it's gonna have all the same stuff. There's no because it is both warjacks and units. You know, if it was one or the other, they could have a warjack theme or something that isn't the same as regulars. But it's both. Uh, literally, almost any theme force you make is going to also be an irregulars theme force, and you can decide which one you go for. Except for Lily's Resistance, which we'll talk about, which is what a theme force needs to be to not be competing yep. with irregulars. Um, mm-hmm. It has to be doing something really unique that Irregulars is just not doing. Yeah, and like Hammer Strike isn't even close. But, and Talion Charter, let's talk about that. Uh, Talion Charter lets you play Privateer models for every 25 points of Privateers, which includes both Warjacks and uh, units and solos and all that. Uh, you get a free solo weapon crew. Uh, note that the Commodore Cannon is not a weapon crew. Um, solos gain dodge, and press gangers gain ambush. One press ganger, anyways. Um, so... You'll notice that any Italian charter list you build will also be an irregulars list and will probably probably be strictly worse. Yeah, because you just I mean, if you're really into the theme of Italian charter, you'll play Italian charter because it's all just privateers. But like, if you're just looking for what's going to be the stronger kind of build overall, um, irregulars is just going to let you sub in those random non-privateer models you need, you know, and. It gives you a way better jack selection. You can take any kind of jack and talion, but you only get free points from privateer jacks. Um, whereas in regulars, you just you get points for everything you take. Um, so you're pretty likely to be up at least one free solo by just playing it in regulars. You're pretty likely to have a little bit more options. It's not the Italian charter is more expensive and better, and probably yeah. It's not that Italian Trader is a bad theme force at all. Like so, the solos getting dodge is it, it's not amazing because none. Well, it kind of is because that list is no knockdown high defense. No, it's it's not that high though on the solos. Like it's kind of like if those solos are so important that you're putting yeah. like high value shots into them anyway. Um, but it's still like it will save them once in a while and that's great. Um, and then you know press gangers with ambush like nobody needs that in their lives. But uh, <laughs> work players do. Yeah. Oh, but I mean even the thing about that is like you have to be really careful about how you ambush them because. Like, they're not going to be in a lot of the bubbles that they want to be in. That's right. Um, so uh-huh. that it, it can be a little bit interesting to use, but it, you know, so it's, it's not that it's bad, it's just like any theme force that isn't doing something super unique, it's just like bashing into irregulars and going, am I better than this? And that's a really hard choice to make. So, as it stands, I am I think irregulars is going to be fine. Um, but it's it's a scary one. There better not be anything like this in any other faction. Except for minions. Minions can have that because I'm playing them. <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty close to will work for food. With that, the restrictions are more intense in that one, but yeah. Well, let's talk about Lele's resistance next, since we're apparently on that theme. Yep. So th- so these are the ones that are in CID. Yes. All right. So Lele's resistance. Yeah, Lele's resistance is much much more restricted. Um, you can basically only take Lele's models and a handful of solos that are allies, uh, including the Gobber Tinker of all things. 
Which apparently, so apparently the Lailies are like not super friendly about Gobbers, so I'm not really sure why he's in there. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's odd. Um, But it allows you to take two Signar, two Menoth, or two Crucible Guard. And you you have to you have to pick a faction and between those three, and you get two units from from Um, factions. Yes. So five days ago, it was. A small based non character unit. Now it was it was, it was one unit. yeah it was one small based non character unit. Now it is any two units. Yeah, um, this is the theme for Shimmers <clears throat> that I'm most likely to play because one I like Ashlyn a lot and two yeah. like I've got Avengers and stuff so I can just put men off things in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like I want to buy the Mercs. I need to buy teams of Flameburgers. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 default that a lot of people are going to go to I think is is Choir and then. Depending on the caster, I think choir flamebringers will be very common. Um, double flamebringers is great. Well, Idrian's, yeah, it. Well, okay, I don't actually know if you can take Idrian's because they are oh. a merc unit uh, oh. that are partisan yeah. Menoth. So yeah. I, don't I, I don't think you don't can think actually you can. take Idrian's in this, oh, which is kind of funny if you think about it. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> yeah, like they're <laughs> not a the five stages right there. <laughs> yeah, right, because as, as a merc unit, they're not allowed and. Yeah. They actually, I believe, they are not even considered technically. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But they are not considered a Menoth <clears throat> model unless they are included in a Menoth army. Right. So yeah. Um. So you wouldn't be able to do Adrians, but like you could do Vengers. You could do. Uh. Somebody pointed out Ashlyn with cleansers, and I was like, claw. Um, <laughs> 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 like, the world was not prepared for that. For for uh, quickened cleansers under her feet. Um, oh, and, yes. uh, but then you yes. go over to Signar, you got, uh, options for double storm lances is a thing they could do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, it's kind of weird thing. I think the protectorate options are largely better. Yep. Uh, but Signar, you do have double storm lances. Um, yeah, for that hard hitting infantry, you know, that mercs, hard hitting, fast, hard to kill infantry, you know, that mercs has ever had. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, uh, oh, and also his frame takes great. Um, so, you get, for 20 points of units and solos, uh, you get free solos, whatever. Um, your gun mage's units gain sniper, which is super fucking cool. Um, and you get some rubble, which is really excellent. So gun mage, gun mage models you can take are... Um, Pistoliers and Tempest Blazers. So, yeah, so Pistoliers and Tempest Blazers, if you take them as a, as a Signar unit, you can bring it in. Um, you can bring gun Thorn mage. gun mages. Uh, oh yeah, thorn, that's true. Thorn gun mages or lilies, and then uh, what the heck's her name? Um, yeah. Taryn yep. is a um, gun mage as well. Which means you can get 28 sniper shots per turn. Yes, yeah. If you go like all in on that idea, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting theme because the it's extremely limited, but then says and then any units from these two yeah. two 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 soon to be three existing factions, and it's like, oh, yeah. And I mean right. like. Men like choir uh, with Merc Jacks makes Merc Jacks. Choir is quite so scary. the other the other thing is so the the random so it says you can take all Lailies casters which I think is only Ashlyn and Cross. Yes. Um, uh, but yes. then in the, yes, I am absolutely getting this for Cross. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then Drake McBain because where isn't he? And uh, and then Kane three, Kane three with choir. <laughs> <laughs> now, admittedly, it's with the Merc Jacks, which is the true. the right. typically yeah, considered inferior way to play him, but it's still pretty crazy. The 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 output potential of that, like, like a galleon at top of a synergy chain with of a feat synergy chain with choir, like, oh. yeah. Um, I think galleon with choir is gonna be really good. Yeah, galleon galleon with choir, I think I think is gonna be really awesome. Um, this is fun for me because it it. They successfully touched on a lot of things I really like. I already have a really great protectorate collection. I'm a huge fan of Ashlyn. Um, and we're, we're all going to be huge fans of Cross when he comes out. Yeah, yep. and, and so it's just kind of like this hits on things I already own, things I want to own. It's a really cool theme. I'm, I'm really yeah. excited about this one. Oh, and we didn't, talk about, we didn't talk about the last benefit. It's really, oh, good, yeah. for, really good for Ashlyn. It's true. With head reflexes. <laughs> uh, you can put a rubble, is it 20 inches up? I yeah, think it's... eighteen or twenty. Does does it have a measurement? What, how big is it supposed yeah. to be? Five inches. It's a oh good lord. Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's a pretty pretty sizable rubble template. Um, yeah, you put it up to twenty inches, and then this is the one where you can put a solo in it, right? Is that this one, or am I screwed up? I don't know. There's <sighs> damn you people. 
Okay, One so second. Well, if I goes to if find I that. Know what he was talking about? I would I would question it so that he would question his own sanity. I know. Yeah. I mean, so so here's the thing about this theme force is at some point in the probably not too distant future, I I think all three line of sight guys are going to show up to a con without telling the other guys with like double Lely's resistant lists. Okay. Okay. Like, I got it. Right. Cross. Uh, yeah. Before uh, models are deployed at the start of the game, you place a five inch AOE rubble terrain within 18 inches of the rear edge of the table. And you can deploy one solo inside that AOE. Whoa, I missed that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, I was like, Whoa. I feel like that's this one. Yeah, so you, you can just pick a solo who gets to go live up there. Um, which is the 18-inch mark of the board. So, Taryn, uh, probably? Uh, likely, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Or Ragman. Or Ragman. Uh, is he allowed? Is he at least? Oh, good lord. Okay. I've never, I've literally never used that guy, so I, I haven't really looked at his tag. Alright. I need to look through the Lately's models better. That almost all of these lists will contain Ragman, and then they'll have, like, Knight's Exemplar in them. Like, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> Under Ashland's feet. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, yeah, I was laughing about something. Well, like, you can take, so for a minute there, this is old CID stuff, uh, Constance was in this theme, um, because, they didn't know where else to put her, and <laughs> uh, and they had precursor knights in there. So for like a minute, you could have precursor knights with uh, like knights exemplar, which just makes absolutely no, no sense. Like they, <laughs> like they I, would never fight on the same I, side. I think like Crick showed up in the middle of one of their fights, they would continue they, trying to kill each other. They still try to kill each other. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was like, hmm, it seems a bit dubious. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's Lely's resistance. That's that's the most exciting Merc thing coming out oh, right now. I don't know. Cross. Cross. Well, I mean, from, like, the themes per second. Because there's a lot of Merc themes that have popped up, and this oh, one's... Yeah. This like, one's he came out, and he's so bad, and so non-functional, and I want to play him so bad. I know, right? <laughs> uh, do we want to do minions? Yes. Yeah. All right. Will well, work for us. We'll spend 20 minutes on Faithful Master. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on that one. Um, I love that this one is WWF. Um, I used to do calls for charity, uh, for a, ch- this was not a charity. I did this paid, but, um, I did, uh, like solicitation calls for, uh, charity foundations. And one of the ones I did the most was the World Wildlife Federation. <laughs> and, I you, uh, I thought you were going to say you were a huge wrestling fan. Huge wrestling fan. No, so I just, I love that the minions force is the WWF to me. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I think of it as is the, the World Wildlife Foundation. Um, <laughs> And it kind of is, yeah. and it makes me laugh. You gotta protect the pigs and gators. It was all so my the stuff I was called about was polar bears, and you could totally take Brun. Yeah, yeah. He's actually yeah. So th- this list is, this is the Rask <laughs> Avengers assemble list. In a <laughs> yeah. I love that they made that old. I'm sad Kruger too can't take this list, but the, <laughs> yeah, I, the, the, work in it. I know. Uh, yeah, this is this is the any minion war. This this one like blends the. That's a, that's what I actually like the most about this one. It blends. Uh, the two sides of minions, which the other theme forces have not. Um, which not a theme force work kind of undoes the whole where your faction is working together again. Yeah, uh, you can take minion warlocks, non-character war beasts, which is all you've got anyway. Um, minion character units, all those so, character units. Well, so there's only one pure minion character unit, Linus and Edra, but there are three perk character units: uh, Lilina, Boomhollers, and Dan and Blood. Ah, yeah. I forgot about all this. Um, wait, Tana, Blythe, and Bull is a... Oh, they can work for trolls, don't they? Yep. Yeah, yeah okay. I was like, are they minions? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never physically seen their models, so you can imagine how often I've seen them around. But um, Boil Master and Spirit Cauldron units, which don't exist yet, of course. Uh, really good here when they do come in. Yes, Bone Grinders. Uh, Pharaoh Valkyries, which we talked about in the last episode, but um, they, they actually straight up said that they were just in there for balance reasons. <laughs> They're, they're like, this has nothing to do with the theme. They just thought you guys could use the shield guards. Um, <laughs> I the shield guards really badly. Yeah, Swamp Grabber yeah. Bellows Cruise, Minion Solos, uh, which is a pretty decent little blob of stuff. That's, that's 90% of the faction. And yeah. and then you can take all of the lessers, so Brun, Dahlia, Rorsch, and Rogai, and then Minion Battle Engines. So the uh, the Meat Thresher and the Sacrovault can finally play together. It's weird that they call out um, the lesser warlocks. It makes me think that they're going to um, errata them to have a, a type other than solo. Yeah, that wouldn't Ooh. surprise me because that keeps coming up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah for every twenty five points of war beasts and models with the lesser warlock special rule in your army. Uh, you can add a solo without the lesser warlock special rule to the army for your cause. There's an example of that that solo tag being a, kind of a pain. They have to be really particular about how they word it. Uh, war beasts all gain overtake, which is awesome. Except yeah, that's really good. Who's like I I have to pay a fury for this. <laughs> yeah, right. And for every solo uh, in the army, one war beast gets advanced move, which means this really is. <laughs> Brian is up your nose. <laughs> Very yeah. quickly. Wrath and yeah, for like wrong eyes, like because because Snapchat is so hard to kill, uh, just submerged. He can he can afford to be submerged and as far forward as possible. That's uh, yep. really good for him. Um, a lot of the yeah. war beasts are really slow, so advanced move is really important to them. And mm-hmm. you kind of end up getting exactly enough solos to give all your uh, war beasts advanced move anyways, unless you do like fifteen lights. Yeah, I really like uh, Carver in this actually. Although his feet is kind of stepped on by the overtake, but that's fine. He's really good in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think Carver's really good in it. I think Arcadius is really good in it. Uh, my Barnabas list just fits in it as is. So Rask nice. is really good with it. Rask is incredibly good in it. Um, yep. <clears throat> so I think Sturm and Drang is playable in it, although you'll now you'll never, ever go into Drang mode. <laughs> yeah. The, the plus, the plus two mat. Yeah. Well, so that's true. Yeah, the plus two mats good, but but he has field marshal overtake. You're like, come, well, come so, on. <laughs> so counter counterpoint to that, Chandler. Uh, Sturm has field marshal plus two mat with TK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I mean. It's, it's, you just you really just want that plus two mat for the overtake anyway, since you've already got it. And, yeah. You just go drang if you want to go smack something, but that's not. <laughs> um, I think the only weird thing about this list is that battle engines don't count for free points, which. It's probably intentional, so you don't just play a ton of battle engines, since you're going to do that in all your other themes anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're allowed in it, which is weird. I, don't know. I mean, the the Meat Thresher giving all your beast concealment on the way up seems really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially for Scrath, we can get Prowl. Oh, yes. Um, and the free solos are, of course, insane. You get stuff like Alton Ashley and Orton Midwinter and Linus. Oh, Totem you can Hunters. actually have Linus. Totem Hunters. You can actually have Linissa in a theme, which is a big um, I think this is the only theme she works for. <laughs> yep. Oh no. A lot of a lot of those a lot of those same random models that minions used to not be able to take at all didn't end up in the themes, kind of for that same reason because they they yep. aren't Blindwater or or uh, Pharaoh. So, um, yeah. So they got Linissa in there. It's a cool theme for us. Too strong. I think it's fine. I think, I think no, fine. I don't think it's too strong. I think it's fine. Um, th- these are these are a lot of pieces that that have a lot of innate issues. Um, I mean, lessers in general are can be a very risky thing to take. Um, so them being able to play very aggressive and and being quite frightening is is great. It's. I think I would be, I would be very happy if irregulars turned in, into this, um, where they just don't have access to solos or they don't have access to units rather. Yeah, mm. yeah, I could see that. Um, no, so, so, Swamp Gobber Bellows Cruise. Well, yeah, they can have like the random support stuff, like if they have a or whatever. But so, um, that way, that they have to do war jacks and solos and the flanking stuff. But yeah, random like funny thing. Um, I played into this with with Grimkin like a month ago, and I had Lord Longfellow on my list, and he had all four lessers in his in his army. <laughs> and they oh, sure Lord. are all characters. Oh no. <laughs> So, so literally his, like two thirds of his army's characters. Well, no, like, so his non character things were um two effort scouts and two wrestlers. Everything else <laughs> in that army was a character. Longfellow's like you call <laughs> the job I was born for. Hold up these for guns. That's great. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. He's just, like, taking chunks off of heavies just over yeah. and over again. For, for uh... those who do not know what Lord Longfellow is, he's a solo in Grimkin that gets an additional dice to hit and damage against character models. Yes. He also has finisher, yeah? Yeah, so, so like... So as soon as he's damaged dice. you at all, it's four dice damage on characters. Oh, well, I mean, I had Hollow Men, so that was their job. Right, yeah, so you just plink <laughs> stuff and then... Or you go smack it with a Glimmer Imp. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, and, and then, then it's like, engaged. But yep. blinded. Yeah, but well, he's got Black Penny. Oh yeah, so what a cool cares? <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. All right, Chandler. All here right, we go. we're taking we're taking the we're taking the chain off. You can go nuts. 
The so the last one is the Faithful Masses. This is a Protector one. First off, just gotta say I've been loving how much love Protector is getting in the CID. I was kind of worried that they were just gonna be like, here's a theme for us, all the stuff in it's still crap, but have fun. Um, they've actually been looking at stuff, and it's awesome. Uh, this is the Faithful Masses. This is the throw literally everything else that Protector didn't have a theme force into one theme force, which means it can take Protector casters, non-character jacks, delivers Idrians, Paladins, Reclaimers, Vassals, Zealots, Choir, Allegiance, Hierophants, Durant, and Rax. <laughs> which is a huge mess of stuff. <laughs> but uh, this is like the untrained, like, converts among the populace it's kind of the militia of the protector it's just all the, the people in in the city that pick up firebombs and can't throw them very far <laughs> uh or do throw them very very far but do so very inaccurately um <clears throat> so we already talked about the models that, that uh you know like the delivers and zealots uh, in the last episode but the benefits you get here is you can include a merc solo and one merc unit um so this says this calls out the caveat that this can be included even if they have the partisan protectorate rule. However, Idrians can already be allowed in this theme. I've seen this come up a couple of times. Idrians can be allowed in it normally, so they do not take up your merc slot. So you can definitely take two units of them and forge guard. I don't know whatever you feel like throwing in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ion and Holt, right? Ion and Holt is is the pick I most commonly go for. Although they did clean it up so that. Um, Mark units don't count towards free points anymore. They did for like a minute. Even with a ranking officer? Even with a ranking. So this is an interesting thing about how ranking officers work. Uh, the unit is not considered faction until it hits the table. Uh. It's not, con- the, the ranking officer rule does not work in list building, essentially. Is just the way to think of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, well, the, the faction part of it is you can still attach yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so for every full point, 20 points of Paladin Solos and Protectorate units in the army, you can add a Weapon Crew, Command Attachment, or Small or Medium-based Protectorate Solo to the army. Um, this is to stop you from taking free Champions of the Wall, which is sad. <laughs> well, that's uh, points now. You do. Uh, initially, the Paladins did not count towards the free points, uh, but now they do, and it makes list building with this really smooth, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Um, Protectorate Warjacks gain Hand of Vengeance. Uh. This benefit is dumb. Um, <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know that one, it's not on many things, but uh, when a friendly faction warrior model is destroyed or RFP'd by an enemy attack within five inches of the model with Hand of Vengeance, uh, that model gets plus two to melee attack and melee damage rolls for a round. So that is a plus two to hit, plus two damage swing on all of our jacks. Needing no models bought, really, aside from just warrior models to die. Yep. I've seen some builds of this where they don't even take choir, and I'm like, wait, oh yeah, okay, that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You kind of get Mark II choir if you do it that way, or you just get way too much damage if you do bring choir. Um, PS32 Revelator, right? Uh, the highest we reached was 33. 33, yeah. Um, now, you gotta seriously go out of your way to make that happen, but you can do it. Um, I believe it was Pagani who said, like, once you pass PS24, it kind of stops mattering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was we like, yeah, like, but to it's a, cool. To a degree, yes, that's true. Except for when you're fighting Clamjacks. Um, so, uh, also, you get to place a wall template uh, 20 inches off the package of the board. So, I, uh, I read this thing. Some dude was like, I was explaining to my roommate how this theme force works. And he's like, so wait, you, you build a wall? And, and the dude is like, yeah. And his roommate apparently screamed, we're going to make Signar pay for it. And then <laughs> ran out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Faithful Masses is everything that, in a lot of ways, is kind of what we were looking for. Um, this allows the best unit in our faction in doubles, which is Adrian's. Um, now, I caveat that they're not the best at everything. <laughs> Just saying. Some people say... Yeah, a lot of people have have been kind of just getting the idea that this is just the double Idrian theme force. I've built plenty of stuff that does not run double Idrians. There's a lot of really great ways to do it. Um, it just depends on what you want to do. If you want to go more battle group centric, you're probably relying more on zealots because they're cheap and they keep coming back, so they keep dying and you keep getting hand of vengeance. 
uh, which zealots are great for that. Um, deliverers are actually people have been really enjoying them. I have not tried them yet, but deliverers are actually have, people have been really liking how they play. Uh, this is the theme that gives us allegiance, which are dumb. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't think Allegiance are dumb for three points, look at that model. Um, that's, that's like the core example of don't look at the price point when you're getting free solos. Yeah, right. And, like, I rarely ever take the Allegiance for free because I don't have three points, but, like, sure. having them as an option. This allows the Hierophant, which was actually very unexpected. Um, I did not think that it would. Uh, that's a huge deal. Uh, the lack of a Hierophant is a huge reason why Exemplar Interdiction and Guardians of the Temple does not work with more casters. Still get all the stuff we want. We're never going to have a theme force without choir, so that's nice. I wish it wasn't such a bookkeeping nightmare, or else you could do, like, uh, for each Paladin solo, one Warjack gets Hand of Vengeance. I've seen people <clears throat> uh, suggest things a little bit like that, um, just to force you to take some other stuff. Because, yeah, there are people who are just running, like, a token unit of zealots with a whole bunch of jacks and just going like, well, if you don't proc Hand of Vengeance, it's just my stuff as it is usually, and then if you do, you die. Because <laughs> it's yeah. a nightmare. Um, yeah, it, it's basically creators might list that gets to score. Yeah, it, it it can be. I just don't think that's the best way to build it. Is it? Um, yeah, cool. it, it, you can do it, and it, it's, it's scary. I mean, you can have dervishes really just being nightmares. Um, I like that dervishes become better than... Uh... Blood of Martyrs at that point. Yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. You, you, uh, if you, especially like with Amon, um, I've been working on builds like with him running. I, I usually go for more like two units of Zealot, so it's not quite as spammy, but in, in the Jack area, but you just, your Hand of Vengeance stuff gets so dumb. Like that's Allegiant, or, uh, sorry, Dervishes start at POW 13. Uh, you go to 15 with battle, you go up to 18 with, uh, synergy, and then you're bumping up to 20 <laughs> with, with hand of it. That's, that's a, that's a seven point jack that is like cost strength 20. 12, right? At Matt, that's more, that's nine, more at Matt 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, okay. <clears throat> it's, it, it, Dervish is just randomly thrown in among Faithful Masses list. I've, I'm hitting a point where I'm taking all heavies out. And just putting in, not necessarily dervishes, but dervish chassis stuff. So, like, devouts. Um, it's, it's the other one that I've, I've actually taken, I've thrown around the idea of, of, like, two devouts and three dervishes as, like, a battle group. Hand of Vengeance lasts for a round, right? Yes. So and, so it does work on defensive strike. Yeah. Uh... And it's, um, this opens up a whole bunch of casters. Durst is actually really cool with this um i haven't yeah. worked out a i haven't worked out a build i love yet but i think with the, i haven't tried since the paladins got added in for free points um i think that will help a lot uh like it, this this is everything durst ever won in a list this makes sanctifiers like just throw them in any list and they're great yeah actually um, that's the jack i was like this is the best thing for sanctifiers in the whole world it is because the, the thing with sanctifiers is they're a really good jack if you can buff up their accuracy and damage which is why i would only ever take them really with like Thyra, um, because she can do that. Uh, Resnick one, similar reason, uh, but not much anywhere else. Um, mm -hmm. but now you can do it in any list, because Hand yeah. of Vengeance is great. Um, this, this makes Sanctifier's Mat 8 POW 20 at the top end of it. And they take no focus off your caster just about ever, because they're so efficient. Um, are, are vassals in this list? Yes. Mm hmm. <laughs> Of course they are. Okay, continue. Yep, vassal model model units. I'm going to vassal unit someday, I'm sure. Uh, they'll all have Empower. It'll be great. Um, <laughs> Ten-man Empower unit. Come on. Yes. Perfect. Um, then we don't need Sanctifiers anymore. But yeah, it's there, there's a thousand ways you can build this. I'm still playing around with it. Um, and and I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't get messed with too much more uh, over CID, because I think it's in, in a really good spot. And, and Protector, it needed... That frankly needed something a little bit scary and and this is scary <laughs> you know and uh i'm pretty excited about it i think it's gonna be freaking sweet i've been talking to people about it a lot i've been seeing tons of list builds going around there's just a ton of ways you can use it and it's great yeah so i think my this theme force go ahead I think, my, I think my favorite part about the theme force is that once as soon as i read it i'm like every wool should have hand of vengeance <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah i can well, see it but, yeah, that's, I think, all the themes in the pipeline right now, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That we know about. Yes. Yeah, right. The the one, the, the open ones are the... So, it's, it's raffle time. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anybody who's been following us for a little while knows that uh, our Patreon supporters are, of course, fed into a raffle. This is once a quarter. This is the very first one we're doing. Uh, so it's going to be every few months, uh, starting basically from this month. Um, as, uh, technically, this is the beginning of September 1, so which it will be, because that's the day. That, no, it's going to be August 31st when this comes out. Yep. Damn it all. Stupid time travel. Assuming I edit it fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so we have three different tiers of subscriptions uh, for anybody who's on it. Uh, we have a one dollar one, a three dollar one, and an eight dollar one. That is per episode. Uh, each one has different benefits to it. And uh, so for the one dollar one, I'm gonna go ahead and just start with that one. Um, I have everybody fed into like a random number generator type dealy. Uh, there are this many of you. And we're going to go ahead and see who it is that is going to win a... This is a uh, just like a small base blister, yep. which we will send to you. And uh, the winner on that one is... Uh, it is the Patreon uh, supporter named Saddam, S-A-D-A-M. Um, go ahead and contact us and let us know any relevant information we need, what model you would want. Just a nice small base blister. And uh, we'll see about getting that out to you. Ooh, the next one, this is the $3 reward. This one is actually for a uh, non-character heavy kit. So not those big monstrous ones that they've been doing, those beautiful avatar rescopes and whatnot, but like the uh, the actual like regular heavy kits for the factions. Um, that one is going to be going to... Wow, that is not how that works. Internet. Uh, this one is going to uh, Matthew Troxel. I hope I said that one right. Go ahead and shoot us a message. Let us know what it is you would like, how we can get it to you, and all that good stuff. Uh, the last one, of course, is this is uh, for the $8 uh, tier reward. Um, this is also just a small base blister, just like that $1 one, but you can pick but. either... But. Big but. Huge butts. Uh, you can pick myself or Jaden to paint it in whatever scheme you want as best as we possibly can. Yep. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm going to feed that into here. And my internet's going to get confused. There you go. That one's going to Brian Carpenter. Ooh. B-R-Y-A-N Carpenter. I believe uh, that's a Brett friend, isn't it? Yeah, he's Texas local. So get a hold of us. Let us know what you want, who you want to paint it, how you want it painted, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah. We'll work all that stuff out for you. And, of course, if anybody wants to be uh, added into that for, what would it be, September? December. December? Um, If anybody wants to get added in for the December one, you basically just have to support one month worth of episodes within that quarter, um, which is four, uh, to actually be eligible for that. Yep. And... um, I'll, let's go on to the very end stuff. Congratulations to all you guys who won that stuff. Contact us as quick as you can. Uh, if you don't, after a little while, we'll try to get a hold of you. Um, it's just if we don't hear from you for a few days after the episode drops. Uh, yeah. So, of course, conveniently, thanks to everybody who does support us on Patreon. Uh, that's been super awesome. It's been a, a huge deal for getting us uh, kind of moving, getting this uh, this whole thing going on a week-by-week basis and checking each other and making sure our stuff is, is good quality. Uh, plenty of you have mentioned uh, issues with my mic, which is why we spent like an hour fixing it today. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're just working on, once all the little kinks get smoothed out, getting to the, the best uh, quality that we can. Uh, thanks also to Broken Egg Games. You guys' support has been super awesome, providing us all kinds of stuff to make our games look super sweet. And, of course, if you go to Broken Egg, you can use the code LOS5CODE. You get 5% off all your stuff on the Broken Egg store, which is just great. Uh, if you want to check out our website, that is at LOSWarMachine.com. That's where you'll see all of our blog posts, uh, a lot of battle reports, lots of just musings on random things. Um, you can find us on Twitter at LOS underscore Chandler, at LOS underscore Jaden. And if you don't want to talk to Brett, you can find him at, at chokeobsessed underscore LL. Uh, our email is LOSWarmahords at gmail.com because LOS War Machine was taken. And our Facebook is just at line of sight. Uh, we are just a podcast page. And you can message any of us on Facebook. We're pretty, uh, pretty chatty on there. We're, pretty, we're on there most of the time. So, yeah. I think that wraps us up for episode 10. Yep. I agree. Yep. 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 Good job, guys. You made it. 
See you next week, everybody. Brett survived the flood. I survived a minor thunderstorm. Jaden survived Washington. I survived Washington. my first day back at teaching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And yeah, no, I got through the whole episode without raging too much. <laughs> Maintained about a 30% rage. It's... Well, we were talking about theme forces, so... <laughs> That's impressive. All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>